Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we are talking to you all about the last song. Oh my goodness. We're breaking all the rules. We really are like breaking our rules here. It's (laughs) like it's only one year, but still. It's one year, but also like it's the only rule that we have is like movies need to either be like new and like tbt vibes or they need to be at least 10 years old yeah and this movie is not either of those things yeah no but it's close it's close and like it definitely has a tbt vibe that's true yeah that's true we'll give it i mean yeah there's a reason why we're talking about miley cyrus do you know what i mean yes absolutely i mean i went into like a I definitely noted that, you know, obviously, I think 2019, most importantly, is I'm calling it now, I'm putting it out there, that I think 2019 is going to be the year of Miley, and, like, I know, I, I think 2018 was the year of Ariana Grande, and, like, 2019 is going to be Miley, and I even think that they had that, like, they released their, their singles on the same day, they had, like, a nice little transition over, too, like, they like are f- slowly phasing one into the other, and it like Miley's getting sworn in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're like phasing. They're not. They're you know they're Venn diagramming over to the year of Miley. So it's like twenty eighteen. It's a nice gradient, and I yeah, saw it. Right. It's beautiful, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm not upset about it. I'm interested to like know what's going on with Miley these days. Same. Um, yeah, so the last song is from 2010. Usually our cutoff is, like, I mean, it would be January it would be 2019. 2019. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, yeah, I think, um, the, when I was looking up movies, I definitely just, like, opened it up to the whole year of 2019, because I don't know. We never really go into detail on when things get released, so. Yeah, but I do like to do, like, the 10-year anniversary. Like, yeah, no, definitely, for those. Well, and, like, yeah. I, you know, and, like, I really want us to do, like, The Lion King when the new Lion King comes out. So there's, like, certain things that, like, make a difference, but, yeah. Easy, yeah. yeah. I will say I didn't really watch Lion King that much because it scared me. Like, the hyenas and stuff really freaked me out. Okay, but... well, you are, like, um, it was, like, the highest grossing movie of, like, 1983 or whatever, so, you, you were you, you were exclusive <laughs> you were yeah by yourself on that one so like and that's one I'm not gonna give up on so like don't even try <laughs> no that's fine I'm fully I'm fully okay with watching the Lion King yeah and I, I, I really you hope you have moved on but <laughs> you have, you have grown past if that I can figure. handle Hercules I think I can handle the Lion King but like someone actually dies in in the Lion King yeah I like know. I don't feel like Hercules is that scary no, I don't think the death definitely wasn't the part of the Lion King that like I had a problem with. Anyway, uh, the last yeah, song. Yeah, <laughs> a little creepy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I got show. I didn't like like that weird Valley of the Bones that they had to go into. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? It's creepy. Okay, it has like similar vibes to the to like the underworld and yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All yeah. right. Um, and so... Space Jam too. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that one's okay. <laughs> that one's like literal opposite. Like that one's outer space versus. <laughs> But you know, okay. no. But there was like the weird lair of yeah. The, you're not into like yeah. Evil lair is not your vibe. Bud Muffin, what was his name? I don't remember. Swack oh. Hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, you're not like an evil lair kind of person. No. Okay. Interesting. Like, yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's kind of goals now, though. 
Having, I know. I was love like, an evil no, layer. but like as as I was saying that you're not an evil layer kind of person, but I'm like, but like kind of your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it's not like bit. evil, but like it has like a very like layer vibe. Like mm, I feel like yeah, you, I treat it like a layer. Exactly. But it's it's yeah. more of like a like a a good layer because everything's like white and yeah. Well, it's like my office. Like it's like it's definitely my layer, but um, I like I was okay with that. Like I was proud of that. It was anyway, a curated layer. Okay. Let's talk um, about the last song. Running time, an hour and 47 minutes. Um, yeah. I don't know. Too much. I watched this in three installments. So, like, it felt wow. so long, and I don't know why. Like, I don't remember. I watched it straight through, and, like, I had a premium experience while watching. Like, it was raining outside, and I was, like, eating my soup and just, like, living my best life. And it still felt too long. Yeah. And, like, I, I was, like, about halfway through, I think, um, when I was watching it the first time, and I stopped, and I paused, and I was, like, it was, like, an hour in, and I'm, like, oh, wow, and you're like, we still have, happened. Sh- yeah, I'm, like, we still have so much left to go here, like, this is gonna, because it was, like, 20 minutes in, and she's doing stuff with the turtles, and I'm, like, oh, wow, this movie's moving along, perfect, nope. and then it's, like, an hour in, and, and, there's still I'm like okay we have a lot left to cover still so that wasn't great and it's not even like I've just felt like all the scenes took such a long time and I have one of like one of my points in the notes relates to this so we can just like move on but I felt like every scene was just about like two minutes longer than it needed to be yeah and for me I felt like the scenes were really long and accomplished nothing like they didn't drive the story forward whatsoever that was one of my that's definitely one of my overall comments is that I felt like there was like very little like drive in the plot um it definitely took a while to get there anyway director Um, was Julianne Robinson her known fours are one for the money from 2012 the last song Blackpool from 2004 and Brooklyn Nine-Nine from 2013 to 2014 um did Brooklyn Nine-Nine just like I guess switch directors like they well tv show directors like definitely do they're much more spotty. Like that's true. TV directors are are not super consistent. Usually, it's the people who like work as writers and stuff on the show. I and producers who end up who are directors. And occasionally, an actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anytime I see who directs, like certain when The Office or whatever comes up, I'm like, oh, this person directed this episode. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so for our regular known fours with like the actors, I think you can start. Okay, certainly. Um, so our first person is obviously Miley Cyrus. Um, she plays or uh, is Ronnie Miller. You can say she plays. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. She she <laughs> acts as, um, stars as, I don't know. Um, sure. Her known boys are Hannah Montana from 2006 to 2011, Hannah Montana the movie from 2009, The Last Song, and LOL from 2012. LOL um, was a time. Yeah, but um, like, really? For how big of a star she is, obviously it's more musically, um, for how big of a star she is, like, very sad known boys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not a ton here, but I will say, like, Hannah Montana was a really huge deal, and it went on for quite a while, so, yeah. like, that, that makes sense why she's not really doing anything, and now, much more focused on, like, the music stuff, mm-hmm, but I will say, it's interesting, I believe, like, didn't Hannah Montana only have, like, three seasons or something like that? Like, I, how did it go from 2006 to 2011? 
I'm not sure. I think. Or am I just thinking of like Hannah Montana versus Hannah Montana Forever? Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I think, I know it's in one of our trivia notes, but, um... Season four, it had four seasons. Yeah, it had four seasons. So, okay, that would be... That's wild. That's a, a long time. 1.25 years per season. Um, and one of them, there was, like, a big break between, um, I think between, like, the third and fourth season. It's one of our trivia questions that, like, she required, like, a long break between, um, one of, like, I think this the third and fourth season so that she could film this movie. I mean, the third and fourth season, I'm looking at it, it's March to July, which isn't that long. But, like, the other seasons are literally season one. The break between season one and two is literally March 30th to April 23rd of the same year. The break between season two and season three is October 12th to November 2nd. And then, like, between three and four, it's, like, uh, March 14th to July 11th, which I guess is, like, a little bit longer but that's still really short considering, like, how... I don't know. That's Isn't that weird? Well, it's a machine. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, she said in the most optimistic way possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that's mean, true. yeah. But I will say, like, season three did go from November 2nd, 2008 until March 14th, 2010. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, okay, there's four seasons. Like, I don't feel like a year and a half... Or a year, like, like uh, what is it, like, five quarters per season, or, like, per season allotted time isn't that crazy, you know, to, like, make them and then put them out. I mean, overall, I don't think that's that crazy. No, but that's from, like, airing. That's not from, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, all Sorry. right, so she was born, obviously, Destiny Hope Cyrus, but she later changed her name to Miley Ray Cyrus, Ray after her grandfather. Oh, my God. I mean, like, also after her dad. Like, it's also her dad's middle name. Yeah, but, but like, her... I yeah, but like obviously, I think her dad was named after her grandfather. So um, originally after her grandfather. So she just gets you know a two for one deal. Yeah, exactly. Conveniently, it worked out. Um, but so, like, imagine honestly your name being Destiny Hope. Like, no wonder she's a stoner. Yeah, but like also it <laughs> totally fits. Like Billy Ray, you know. Like I feel like a kid of Billy Ray is definitely Destiny Hope. So. Mm. Yeah, but it's weird. Like it's it's weird that her older sister is Brandy. Like, that's but a isn't regular that her name. mom's kid? Oh. I thought Trace and Brandy were both her mom's kids. I don't know. I think Brandy is... I think Trace is just the mom, but I think Brandy is the dad's, too. Oh, I thought... Okay. I feel like she talks about her dad being Billy Ray, but, you know, I don't know. And then they had, like... Are you listening to a lot of Brandy Brandy Cyrus uh, interviews? No, I feel like I hear her on, like, Olivia Caridi's podcast. Oh, interesting. On occasion, which I don't listen to very often, but... Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I thought that both the older ones were... um, were from Trish's first (laughs) marriage. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Um, I feel like Brandy looks a lot like Trish, but... uh, I feel like they all look just like Trish, um, but... I don't know. That's just me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Brandy must be Tish and somebody Tish, else. Because yeah, she's Tish. listed as having three parents on Google, which not Yikes. possible. But, yeah. Um, 
Cool. I guess it's an adoption situation. Anyway, this is going to take us seven years to get um, through this. Like, strap in. But yeah, she... To say. Well, I mean, it's interesting people, at least. Okay, so, um, so she changed her name to Miley Ray Cyrus in 2008, and she is the goddaughter of none other than Dolly Parton, which yes. is adorable. Um, Honestly would be incredible and there was also like that episode where dolly went on hannah montana yeah and she was and she like was her goddaughter on on hannah montana like yeah because her dad was famous on hannah montana too yeah wild i mean like it's weird to think of like billy ray cyrus being famous in the same way that like miley is famous but okay you know, like she, there was a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was definitely like a one hit wonder. Like, let's yeah. let's be clear, like as a country music fan and a big 90s country music fan, Billy Ray Cyrus is the achy, breaky heart period. End of the story. Like yeah. it, it goes no further. Um, but yeah, anyway. That's um, so That's Miley, all it takes. Yeah, true. Um, along with smoking weed regularly, Miley smokes nearly two packs of cigarettes a day and chain smokes multiple cigarettes at a time. Ew. Um, she has been quoted saying that she cannot think of starting her day without a cigarette, which is so gross. Like, that yeah, is that's so gross. gross. So and, like, she's so young still. Like, she's not even 30, and she wakes up thinking about smoking cigarettes. Like... I don't know. That's, yeah. That seems like an issue. And, like, also, I, if I felt that way, wouldn't tell people about it. True. I, I feel like she was, like, jeweling at her wedding, though. So maybe she's making the switch. Or she didn't want her dress to smell like cigarettes. Could you imagine, like, renting out a dress? Or not renting. Um, Like, loaning her a dress for, like, an award. Like, if I'm, That's like, true. Yeah. a rep for... And it comes back smelling like cigarette smoke, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I feel like that's probably not that weird, though. No, but, I mean, it it would be really freaking annoying. I mean, I don't know which one's worse. A I'm dr- sure they have ways to, like, get it Yeah. Out. But, I mean, like, I don't know which is worse. A, a $15,000 dress, dress coming back to you smelling like cigarette smoke or watching Selena Gomez run through a parking garage in it um, on Instagram. <laughs> I think that one's worse, honestly. Uh, yeah. Oh god! I like as I watch the video, I'm like, oh my god! Like I, it, who was like, that coach? Who, uh, yeah, I th- yeah, it was coach because it was the Met Gala. Yeah, I'm like coach. Yeah, which is... also like coach makes dresses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know that either. But um, if they had just made her like a leather dress, it would have been fine. Oh my god, that would have been really cute too. Actually, <laughs> um, like I don't think it's the same, quite the same like kind of leather, but like would have been really cute. It's just like a fabric, beautiful ball gown with like the little C's all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's but I'm okay. like thinking like you could do like a really cool like squared shoulder like it literally just looks like you're almost like wearing a handbag but it could be really cool anyway yeah. um yeah Liam so next up <laughs> Liam Hemsworth uh, plays Will Blakely which is the whitest name I think I've ever mm-hmm. heard um yeah. and his known words are The Hunger Games from 2012, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 from 2014, The Hunger Games Catching Fire from 2013, and Independence Day from 2016. Um, yeah, it's wild that, like, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 isn't on here, because, like, that's the one where he's really, literally the worst, but, um, yeah. Well, it's just, it's funny when, like, I, <laughs> I feel like... Sometimes when we read these gnome fours and they have they're you know stacked like this, you're, I'm just like, 
some people got really lucky that these franchises like were became a thing. Like I feel like yeah. franchises in like teen young adult franch movie and book franchises weren't a thing until I guess like Twilight maybe. So I mean well, yeah, you could say Twilight, but you could also say like Harry Potter. Oh yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah, duh. Oh my god, yeah. So Twilight obviously was Harry just, Potter. But like, I don't know. You have like Harry Potter. You have like Lord of the Rings. You have I don't know different things. Yeah, like well, that. And like even the people so, who got into like Game of Thrones, like come on. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, exa- but I mean, like the level of like fame that Liam Hemsworth has from like literally four movies yeah. is insane. You know who who I absolutely feel that way with? And, like, I don't know how hot of a take this is. Amelia Clark, like, does not deserve an ounce of the success that she's gotten. She's a, um, So she's Game of Thrones, right? She's the... Yeah. She's really cute, though. She seems cool. Sure, but, like... Uh, this, uh, anyway, like, I'm sure don't, don't get me started. Nice too. Like, I'm sure Do he's cool, too. Do not get me started on me before but, like, you. I Kristen just, Stewart. like, I it so much. Like... Kristen Stewart. Honestly, Kristen Stewart. Thank you. Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. Um, so Liam Hemsworth got the part shortly after learning that he lost the title role in Thor to his older brother, Chris. Like, so awkward. Yeah, I mean, honestly, really? like, it, would have made much more money, but wouldn't have met Miley Cyrus. So. How funny would it, would it be if they're like, you're in an audition, it's almost, like, you're in, like, the last round of auditions, and they're like... You're doing, like, chemistry testing, option yeah. A is you, option B is your brother. Well, no, not even that. They're just like, I, I feel like it went, like, you're doing really great, but do you know any, like, you don't have, like, an older, bigger brother, do you? Like... <laughs> And he's like, well, actually, I do. And he acts and, like, then lost the role. Like, or, like, his brother came to, like, oh. say hi one day. And they were like, oh, my God, you're perfect. He just was, you know, like, Liam's like, they're like, oh, we can make it work. But he's just not right. And then Chris walks in. They're like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick, would you rather Liam or Chris? I think Chris is, like, more successful on his own. Like, I definitely think Liam has hitched his ride to Miley quite a bit. Um, in the last nine years, I'm definitely going to go with, with Chris. And like, Chris has that like good guy reputation too, which is nice. I mean, Liam just doesn't have a reputation. So yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm going to go with Liam just so that we won't fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're okay. That works. I'm fine with that. You can have Liam. So (laughs) he said that his greatest fear going into the role was that he wouldn't make a convincing beach volleyball player. Like, no, you did not (laughs) shut the, he's from Australia. Like, don't they? Isn't that You're like fine. a national pastime? Like, get the yeah, fuck out of here! Button. You're literally playing beach volleyball with like shrimp on the Barbie and <laughs> koalas. You know what I mean? Like, At Outback Steakhouse, yeah, <laughs> with your kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, he had never actually played before getting the job, and he also like lied that he was able to play volleyball during his audition, and then he also had to get a scuba certification for the film. Um, but the like real that. concern to me that made it unbelievable uh, as a beach volleyball player was his decision to choose a partner who is six inches shorter than he is. Yeah, but, like, doesn't, like, one of them, you, well, I guess, no, I don't know. I was like, doesn't one of them need to be shorter to, like, set the ball anything. and the other one's like, I don't know, whatever. I don't know anything about beach volleyball. I'm yeah. not going to pretend I do. Me neither. Except for, like, what was it? Miss, Misty? I don't know. <laughs> Um, those two really cool ones who were in the Olympics. I know Todd Rogers is a beach volleyball player, and that's all. That's that's all she wrote. Um, okay, so he, Greg Kinnear, and Bobby Coleman. Is that the little kid who's Bobby yeah. Coleman? Yeah, that um, is Jonah. 
Thank you. Um, Bob, they attended stained glass window making workshops, which sounds boring as hell. It sounds like one of those like um, drink wine and paint a canvas, <laughs> like paint by number. No, it just seems much more like involved because you're not around like a paintbrush you're around like broken glass and like soldering yeah and i imagine there's like a lot of older people there like a like a pottery class at a community college that isn't worth any credit kind of thing that sounds so fun i I would love to just like throw some pots on a wheel but like where i don't know like it's just so funny that like in la you can find anything like it's like where the fuck did they take a stained glass make it like who offers that class I, I don't know. <laughs> it's very interesting. I imagine them at, like, some know. bullshit community college making stained glass together, and people are just like, that guy's hot with his dad and little brother at the stained glass place. Yeah, I don't know. I tr- truly don't know. It's, like, the weirdest family. Yeah, very odd. Anyway, and they talk about the nothing dad. alike. Um, <laughs> nope. Yeah, so the dad, Steve, um, Steve Miller, was played by Greg Kinnear, um, he, his no fours are As Good As It Gets from 1997, Little Miss Sunshine, 2006, You've Got Mail, 1998, uh, and Sabrina from 1995. Nice. Um, personally, his known for for me is Stuck in Love, the terrible Netflix movie with, like, Nat Wolf and Lily Collins and Logan Lerman, um, but, and Kristen Bell, but, um, yeah, so actually, I think you would like it. Is it? Is it, new, like, pretty new? Um, I mean, it's from probably, like, 2014, I'd say. Oh, but it was made for Netflix? No. Oh, okay, okay. I was it's, thinking, uh, like, I it's 2012, 2012. Oh, dang, okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel so, like you might like it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds up my alley. Yeah. Um, so his father was a career diplomat with the U.S. State Department, so his family moved frequently, living in Indiana, Lebanon, and Greece. <laughs> Indiana. I know. Lebanon. I felt that I definitely, in like, Greece. needed to be shady as hell and be like, oh, from Indiana to Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. At first you think, like, oh, did Olivia spell India wrong? Nope. Indiana. No, no, no. It was, it was in Indiana. Wow. Um, All the good diplomats come from Indiana. <laughs> I mean... That Midwestern charm for the people of Lebanon. Yeah, you know Mike Pence, really good diplomat. <laughs> um, okay. So. To countries with white people. <laughs> True. You said it, not me. <laughs> yeah, I would send him to maybe, like, Iceland or Canada. But not, no, not even Canada. Um, not Iceland. even. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, speaking of good diplomats, next on the list is Kelly Preston, and she plays Kim, who's, I mean, Miley's mom. Like, I don't know why yeah. we're calling her Kim. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, um, IMDb insisted on putting their names, and I was like, who the hell is Kim? I don't remember a Kim. And then I'm just like, oh, it's just her mom. Also, her, like, don't know why they needed to pay Kelly Preston all this money to be in, like, why they needed Kelly Preston to be in this Pointless. movie. She's in it for, like, maybe 30 seconds, but... She was yeah. the biggest person on the on the roster. <laughs> Weird. Um, okay, so her known fours are Battlefield Earth from 2000, Jerry Maguire from 1996, The Cat in the Hat from 2003, and What a Girl Wants from 2003, Busy Year. Um, who was she in What a Girl Wants? Was she the mom in that too? Yeah, she or? was the mom. Okay, interesting. I don't remember that at all. She had blonde hair. 
Oh, that, yeah. That remember? Helps. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, like, wasn't the mom in that blonde? Yeah, okay. she's blonde in that one, and she's brunette in this one. Hmm, man, it's so confusing. How dare she <laughs> uh, switch it up on us? So, this was the first movie for her following the death of her son, Jet Travolta, who passed away at the age of 16 following a seizure on vacation with family in the Bahamas, which is really sad. This um, is another. This is another one similar to whoever... <sighs> Whatever other deep dive I oh the Brittany Murphy deep dive um mm-hmm. I like didn't have time to get into too terribly deep of a dive on the Jed Travolta thing but apparently there's like lots of, he had a lot of like um like chronic health conditions prior to this but like the I don't know there's like some weird sketchy surrounding circumstances there's like a lot of speculation like around his death and I think a lot of it I'm sure it was very it very much was like an accident and he died of a seizure but like they there's a lot yeah, of yeah let's not like call flat foul play no and, like, I know and what I'm saying is I'm sure no and I think like there wasn't and I think the reason why it gets people think it's sketchy is because of their association with Scientology not actually yeah. like I don't think I think in this case like it's not necessary but yeah uh, I think that's fair. So, yeah, she's married to John Travolta, and she is a Scientologist. Yeah, I'll just, like, I just wanted to, like, leave that there for you. So there's no fear of her hearing this podcast. Um, yeah. And then also, she starred in the music video for Maroon 5's debut single, She Will Be Loved, which is hilarious, considering it ties into the arguably, like, the most iconic scene in this movie. Which is why I put the fact in there. <laughs> love that. I love that. Sometimes when I read your notes, I'm like, does she think I'm really stupid or like... I just need to make sure that, like, people remember. Yes, yes, yes. I And, like, okay. I kind of think that, but, like, sometimes, like, I wonder if she thinks I'm like, oh, that sounds, like, fun. And then when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, my God, this I mean, is crazy. I mean, even if that wasn't, like, even if that scene wasn't in this movie, I think that would still be a fun fact because that's interesting. But, like... I don't know. I always think of when people are, like, in a music video. Like, I don't watch music videos that much, so, like, it doesn't pique my interest unless it's, like, a real... Like, the, the Maroon 5 music video for the one with all the girls in it. Um, but I will say, like, that's just a huge song. Yeah, true. Anyway. True. So, at the box office, how'd it do? All right, so the budget was $20 million, um, and... Seems high. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Um, this felt lower budget than that. Yeah, I think they... Um, so there's a couple of things in, in the trivia that I think contributed to that. Um, but I didn't they, read the trivia, so I know what you're talking about. But they also um, had a lot of tax breaks from uh, just a piece of trivia that I did not include. They moved... The book um, was set in... Um, North Carolina and they wanted to film uh, they wanted like he wrote the screenplay and novel like all at the same time Nicholas Sparks did and it was originally supposed to be in North Carolina but just like they, everything that Nicholas Sparks writes exactly but they ended up moving the production to Georgia because Georgia like offered them crazy tax cuts like huge huge tax breaks um, to shoot in Georgia and North Carolina was like you can have it we don't care so 
I thought that was pretty well, funny. They're like, we'll take the next one. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, there's romantic. Com- there's enough romantic comedy production shoots to go around. Not even comedy. I would not Or not romantic comedy. Romantic not romantic comedy. comedy. I don't know. Uh, romance, romance Nicholas movies. Nicholas Sparks is a genre in its own. Truly, truly. I hate it. Um, so at the box office, uh, this movie made $16 million in its U.S. opening weekend, and it grossed $63 million overall in the United States and $93 million worldwide. I guess it Hold didn't on. have too much overseas. It didn't have a great overseas translation. But at, at first, I thought you said $60 million opening weekend. No, 16. No, 16. So 16 opening weekend, 63 gross us and 93 worldwide yeah good i'm just i just need to clarify like it made its money back but like i don't know i don't feel like i mean it made its money back times three yeah four okay but it's just Almost like five I can't uh, yeah no but i mean I, I just feel like miley is such a money maker that like i'm i feel like they probably expected better but i don't know that's true. So, moving on into the trivia section that we like to talk about. I promise we're almost at the plot, but there's some fun trivia here that we want to talk about first. Um, so, the film and novel were written specifically for Cyrus, which it's weird calling her Cyrus. I'm like, am I talking about Gossip Girl? Um, <laughs> they were written specifically for Miley by Nicholas Sparks as a vehicle for her career to transition toward more adult roles, which is interesting interesting because when you're watching this as an adult I feel like it doesn't work at all that this is supposed to be a more like adult role like this is clearly a movie for children to make them think that they're watching something more adult yeah and like it's like they just made it boring and they're like here it's more adult like no it's not (laughs) yeah when um yeah, it's like angsty does not equal adult at all. Absolutely not. No. And if anything, angsty equals like more child. immature. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting that like um, Disney, it was uh, D- Disney people and like her um, representatives at Disney reached out to Nicholas Sparks to literally write a movie for her to <laughs> Yeah. Like, she wanted to basically do her own Walk to Remember because she thought Mandy Moore, like, it was a good vehicle for... A Walk to Remember was a good vehicle for Mandy Moore, which, like, this is weird. I, I feel like it wasn't at all, but okay. Um, yeah, I think Princess Diaries was, like, better than... Yeah, well, it was weird. Like, I was reading this whole, like, article about them approaching Nicholas Sparks and how Miley was like, oh, I want to do my own Walk to Remember because it did so well for Mandy Moore's career. I'm like, did it, though? Um, But, yeah, it was just weird that they approached Nicholas Sparks, and it's very much like, again, Disney is a machine. They're like, okay, we're in third season of Hannah Montana. We need to transition Miley into something that's on ABC or, you know, something that, like, we can use her further down the road for. And, like, it's just crazy how they're like, we have your life planned out for you. Hold on. Yeah. It's also weird. Like, I didn't realize that this came out, like, while Hannah Montana was still going on. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, it it does seem weird that, like, she went and did this movie and then she came back and, like, still did the last season of Hannah Montana. Yeah. Which, I guess that last season of Hannah Montana is a little bit more grown up than, like, the other ones are because she's supposed to be, like, a senior in college and or a senior in high school. I was just saying, I'm like, wait, did I not watch so that, that, that season? Because that seems like a big no, gap. No, no. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This is just, like, it's 
not adults at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and, okay, so um, Cyrus and Hemsworth finally tied the knot in an intimate ceremony at her home in Franklin, Tennessee on December 23rd, 2018. Uh, they originally met on the set of the last song, hence why we're doing it, and they got engaged for the first time in June 2012, uh, but they called it off in September 2013. And I inserted this uh, nice tweet from Amazon Prime Video that says, Miley and Liam's wedding had everyone feeling sentimental this week. After news broke Wednesday, we saw a 2,000% spike in streams of the last song. We love a happy ending. Congrats, Miley and Liam, which I thought was cute. That is Um, cute. I love, we love a happy ending. Yeah. I don't know if this is an ending, but, you know. Um, yeah. Also, to be fair, like, how many people were really streaming the last song before? Well, also, it's not, like, it's not streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You have to no, purchase have to it. it. Yeah, I'm like, so it's what like you're saying is, like, 2,000 people, maybe, like, 4,000 people were were, stream- were paying for this the week before. And, you know, like, the week before, yeah. they had two people purchase it this and week, the week we had four thousand yeah we four thousand <laughs> so it was a yeah anyway right? how does that math work out what is well, if, if two i don't know i don't know math so in two th- th- if it was one a two thousand percent increase would be two thousand no it wouldn't yeah it would because if it was a one one hundred percent increase it would be two. Oh yeah Anyway, um, we'll we'll let that math simmer. Like, let us know. Maybe DM us on Instagram if you <laughs> figure out what that math is. Anyway, a lot of the shots, especially in the nighttime, uh, used Cyrus's double since Miley was still a minor at the time, which is wild to me. Um, and like while they were filming, and the number of hours she was able to work was strictly limited. So she must have been like seventeen playing seventeen, which is crazy. Like that, I feel like that never happens. Yeah, yeah, because, well, she's supposed to be, yeah, playing, like, she's 17, supposed to be, like, 18. graduated high yeah. school. Like, she's supposed yeah. to play 18. She's not even 18 yet. When does that happen? Well, and it's so interesting that, like, when you see, because obviously, like, Miley never went to school, so it's I, it's always interesting, I feel like, to see people like Miley Cyrus, like, playing, like, a, somebody who is, well, I guess, have just recently graduated from school, like, getting ready to go to college. She's like, you don't know what that's like. No, um, she does not. <laughs> Like, and anytime, you know, and even, like, She's in... She hasn't even graduated from Hannah Montana yet. No. Well, and even, like, in, like, LOL, or in Hannah Montana, when they're, like, playing high school kids, it's like, you got, you don't know what being in high school is like. Like, this is... In LOL, they're like, ooh, we're gonna take our class trip to, like, Rome or something. Didn't they, like, take a class trip in that? I don't even remember. Um, that was called the Lizzie McGuire movie? No, I think that's in LOL, too. But anyway, never mind. Yeah, I wonder, uh, speaking of Lizzie McGuire, think- I wonder if, like... If anybody, like, <laughs> I wonder if Hilary Duff ever, like, thought while they were filming that, like, yeah, er, like, I wonder if Hilary Duff grew up thinking, like, oh, yeah, kids in high school, gra- people graduate from high school or eighth grade, whatever it was, eighth yeah. grade, and go on a trip to Rome with their class. Like, that's what school in America is. Yeah, I think people honestly think that, or at least, like, D.C. or something. Yeah, like, I would love to have that moment with Hilary Duff where it's, like, what like Paris? Yes, they did go on a Paris trip. Oh my yeah, God, no. yeah. No, we didn't do that at my school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like you're so poor. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't go on a class eighth grade trip to Rome. No, but I, actually, I think my high school did do like spring break trips to Europe. 
But, like, not everyone went. Like, I never went. That was only for the rich kids. Yeah, I think, like, we had one, our German class, like, might have gone to Germany. I don't know. Like, that was definitely something, if you wanted to organize it, like, the school wasn't going to stop you because it makes the school look good. But, like, we had some Spanish, like, abroad, like, we had, like, a trip, uh, a group that went to, like, Puerto Rico or something like that, I think. But I don't know. It would, yeah. It's like if you wanted to do that and you had the funds, go for it. But like, it wasn't something the school was going to like. Yeah, exactly. Give exactly. any kind of funding to. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So you have the next one because I. No, you do. I, what? No. Oh. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah so Miley had to work with a dialect coach to lose her southern accent for the role as well as learn to play classical piano which is cool. I don't know why I just like assumed that she could play piano. Well and I think there's a difference between like concert piano and classical piano and like pop piano <laughs> you know I'm just going to stop piano. it classical and concert piano but I mean sounds like a Pandora station pop piano. But I guess if like you're you're used to playing, you know, like an acu- uh, like a piano acoustic version of like Hannah Montana songs, like doing like <laughs> classical <laughs> concert <laughs> piece would be like a really hard transition. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so Tybee Island in Georgia is a protected landscape, so permission had to be at- obtained every time someone had to walk on the dunes. The production team found it easier to just build their own, which were rendered, apparently, so perfectly and blended in so well with the real natural habitat that they were allowed to remain as part of the terrain after filming had been completed. And I'm thinking they were probably just like, ugh, you people are gonna leave so much sand behind anyway, so we may as well be nice about it, and just like let you leave it there well and like i feel like they came back a couple like a year later and used it for dear john anyway so true or they came back a year later and like a hurricane had you know swept it away so yeah I feel like yeah it they're like we long. made a levy for you you're welcome <laughs> um yeah and the most difficult co-stars you ask they were the turtles um <laughs> They only only made their walk to the ocean at dusk, which which effectively meant that the crew only had 15 minutes to shoot them before it got too dark. They also didn't respond to artificial light, so it took four nights to get the required turtle shots. Yeah, I read that fun fact before watching the movie, and then I thought it was really funny that, like, Liam's character, Will, was trying to, like, guide them down to the water with the flashlight. I was like, LOL from the fun fact, so we know that doesn't work yeah because i know like they go by the moonlight like that's that's definitely part of the whole moon tide thing like know. turtles are very in tune with that with like the ocean currents and tides and stuff i've seen finding nemo sure. <laughs> um okay so go to tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show and from there you also find a link to our red bubble store where you can buy stuff to support our show which is so fun because you know charity starts at home And and while you're listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple podcast app and select five stars. It's really that easy. And if you truly love us, holy crap, you needed to interrupt my nice pitch that I've never said before ever. I'm sorry. Hold on. I picked up my phone to, um, to like, you know, check and see if we got any new reviews. And I just dropped my phone fully Mm, on my computer. 
Um, I'll check while um I'm checking. You're oh, talking. Okay. Okay. Um, that's great. So if you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. But make sure to give us those five stars. It's so easy. Like really, it would be very helpful. Um, good for yeah. nothing. We got no new reviews. Honestly, people are so lazy. If I don't get a new review, I'm quitting. Oh my god! Stop saying that. Like. I mean, last time it worked. We got two I know, more. but like I had to do one of them. I feel like I'm like a barker for like a comedy club. Like I have to go out and be like, "Please, people, my my co-star is about to quit." Yeah, I'm about to quit to start a Love Island podcast, and like you're oh welcome God. to come with me. I can't. I I can't. <laughs> okay. I like I I could, yeah no putting that amount of time and note taking into. <laughs> If it was, honestly, if it was more of, like... It would be much less research than this is. Yeah, but, like, with my... The thing that's nice about my current job is, like, I can do stuff, like, on my night shifts, but, like, I can't watch anything. Like, sound is the problem. So, like, really, if it was, like, read this... If it was you wanted to start a podcast about reading a book or whatever, that would be perfect, (laughs) but, like... Just so you know, I don't. Yeah, committing myself to five hours a week of a TV show is just... it it's a lot would you listen to my love island podcast like i could keep you updated yeah sure okay great yeah i feel like you absolutely wouldn't you don't even listen to this yeah i do i like i definitely listen from time to time i usually don't listen to the whole podcast but like i definitely listen uh pro tip it's much funnier in 1.5 seed (laughs) that's for everyone out there (laughs) just so you know um, yeah, so, what else do we have? Oh, um, be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone who will listen, and that includes friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you, on Facebook, anyone, spread the word of TBT, AMP, like you would, Jesus Christ, or protective netting around a sea turtle nest on a beach. Oh my god, I didn't even write that. Thank you, Olivia. I did. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> I fully forgot. You know, I do what I can. Um, and if you have anything it. you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtpodcast. You can follow our, my personal Instagram and Twitter at maccascheesy. That's M-A-C-K is cheesy. And I am at Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-H-N-Z-O-N. Yay. Okay. Into the plot. Here we go. All right. Do you want to you start or should so I? so many thoughts just in general. So you can go ahead and start. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So rebellious 17-year-old Ronnie, which redundant, rebellious 17-year-old. But like also, <laughs> I feel like Ronnie is like the worst name. I'm just going to put that out there now. Yeah, your name is not Ronnie if you're not a rebel. Um, and like this was definitely like height of Jersey Shore era too. So it's oh like very God. contrasting viewpoints. Yeah, Georgia Shore. Um <laughs> rebellious 17 year old ronnie and her younger brother jonah miller are sent to georgia to spend the summer with their father who they have spent little time with following their parents divorce and you know their father moving to um and then they moved to new york city three years prior um which um, no really actually sense, they lived but... in the dad moved home to georgia okay. he was so three yeah. three years earlier the dad moved to georgia mm-hmm. and they stayed in new york okay yes so jonah is super excited to spend time with his dad but ronnie is incredibly resentful of him and honestly like she's such a downer to begin with and ronnie immediately heads to the beach where she buys a milkshake same and then she's bumped into by a stunningly handsome will as he plays volleyball 
And then he makes her spill a shake all over her shirt. He attempts to make light of the situation and also hits on her, but she makes it abundantly clear that she is not interested. Yes, and we will find that he is nothing he he is nothing but persistent. Absolutely. Um and then I thought honestly this had kind of a similar beginning to Twilight, like leaving with the mom to like go live with the dad. And there's, like, the weird fire at the beginning as the opening image, and I don't know. It just I do felt not get that vibe. to me. And, like, moody Ronnie, like, looking out a car window as we get, like, scenes of the t- city. Yeah, but, like, the moody Ronnie looking out a car window, it, like, has a backtrack of Maroon 5. So, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just totally different. And like. But, like, also, like, for how how you thought this was low budget, like, compared to Twilight, like, Twilight is the True. home video that I made, and this is a real movie. <laughs> True. Um, and then Miley is just full-on, like, grinching it up at this beach festival. She's wearing, like, all black. She has a scowl on her face the whole time. Like, homegirl really needed to buy some sunglasses or something. Um, yeah, she stuck out, like, a sore thumb, and she, like... Uh, like I don't get like what will like uh, besides the I don't fact understand that Miley's how gorgeous. he ran into her. It was impossible to miss her. Well, yeah. Also, the yeah. camera's following her. <laughs> <laughs> She's clearly filming her reality TV show. Clearly. Uh, yeah. No, Miley's he ran into her and he was like, "Hannah Montana." <laughs> Honestly, no. I feel like you could see the extras like looking at her, and they didn't cut it out because she was just like looked like a psycho. But, but like, um, she also like. If I ran into somebody who was like such a bitch, like uh, like I don't like I don't get like why his instinct was let me hit on this chick. Like, yeah, I don't. I I, I think it it wor- has worked for him in the past, and he's like, let I me feel just like win her over real breathing quick. has worked for him in getting girls <laughs> in the past. So like, fair. Yeah, um, I, he, like it's pretty bad that he can he can destroy your shirt and like probably still get the girl like he can literally like be detrimental to you like it might have been a move like maybe he tried to run into her on purpose totally while he was like you know reaching he was really going for that volleyball shot and he just like smacked her milkshake he was like girl you gotta watch them calories if you're gonna be my girlfriend (laughs) her milkshake brought this boy to the yard yeah oh and it ruined your shirt just take it off (laughs) Totally, it's a move. Okay. Yeah, that's that's quite the move. Yeah. So it's also weird that like Tish is a producer. That's Miley's mom in mm-hmm. real life. It's weird that she's a producer. I feel like she was sort of like, I have to be here every day to chaperone, so I may as well like make some coin on this movie. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things, like a very um, Hillary and Haley Duff like stipulation in their contract yes. that like oh my God, we're gonna make sure. Jobs. The whole yeah, everybody has a job. Absolutely. Whether or not it is a real job, like we're gonna make sure everybody has a credit on this movie. Yeah. So the opening scene has some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. Like I don't know. I feel like these people just sound like they've never talked to another human being before. I don't know. It just it felt so weird. I wrote down that it was just as stilted as the pier, and like that's a joke that I regret making. I just need you to know. Wow, stilted. Um, that's a good double double use of that word <laughs> don't lie to me um i mean <laughs> stilted that's i mean and yeah 
Read yeah. the next point. Um, so, um, <laughs> very, very um, infrequently used as a, as a verb, and you used it twice. So. I used it once in two ways. Yeah, once in two ways, and very rarely used as a verb at all. So, congratulations, you, you did you. that. Um, so, Hashtag she did that. Yeah, there you go. You got it, girl. Um, so at the house, Ronnie's mom informs her dad, Steve, that their daughter, a piano prodigy, has been accepted to Juilliard, where he used to be a professor and concert pianist. Ronnie hasn't played since her parents' divorce and claims that she doesn't want to attend Juilliard. Um, <laughs> that night at the beach, Ronnie meets Blaze. What um and her boyfriend Marcus. What was what was Blaze's real name? She says what it is, but I forgot. Oh yeah, it was like it was something really weird, like, it's like it Mildred was, or something like that. It like, was like a it was like a Shakespeare name or something. Oh no, it was from it was from Lord of the Rings. What's wrong with Shakespeare? Names? No, 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 it was from Lord of the Rings. I Galadriel. Remember it was, yeah. <laughs> Did okay, you just cool. look it up? No, I, I remembered what it was. I did not Okay, yeah, because I remembered it being, like, really, yeah, like, Mildred was not, like, it wasn't weird enough kind of thing. Um, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with Shakespeare names, but they're just, enough. like, they're not, like, super common. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so Ronnie meets Blaze and her. Um, and also her weird. I, like, can't get past that name. That's, yikes. Um, nothing says trash like a girl named Blaze. She went um, on to open up a pizza joint. <laughs> Or was on Top Chef. Wasn't that guy named Blaze? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or she was on um, Burning Love. Do you remember that show? Well, he was on... Bla- that guy was on um, on the Emily Osment show. Young young and Hungry, too, for like two episodes. Oh. Um, no, I, yeah. meant, I meant Blaze from, um, oh. from... It's a different person, a character in... What did I literally just call it? Burning Love. <laughs> Oh, which is a um, parody of The Bachelor. Oh, okay. Well, and like Blaze works for a caterer too, so like maybe she is like his sister. Wild! Um, Wow. Yeah. So Ronnie meets Blaze and her boyfriend Marcus, who seems to share her rebellious spirit. Um, (laughs) She heads to a bonfire with them on the beach, where Blaze and Marcus drink. Ronnie and Ronnie does not. Um, (laughs) While Blaze is getting. Um, is away getting Marcus a drink. He tries to feel up Ronnie, who completely shuts him down, but Blaze sees it the other way around. When Ronnie arrives home past curfew, Jonah begs her to be a bit nicer to their dad because he doesn't want to lose him again, which is, like, so cute. Um, but, yeah, it, she's just she's just a monster. And, like, he's so precious. I just, my heart breaks for him. Uh, the whole movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Blaze, Blaze is the worst. Like, yeah, it's, it's not great. Uh, yeah. And I had something I wanted to put in there about Blaze and Marcus, but, um, I don't know. It'll come back to me. So I also don't totally understand why their dad moved back to Georgia rather than like staying as a professor at Juilliard. I mean, like, New York City is a pretty big town. Like, he doesn't... I don't know. And, like, I know he's sick. I might say the biggest town in America. Literally. Um, well, and, like, he's... I know he's sick, but, like, I didn't think he was sick for three years. Like, it seems like he was sick, like, 
pretty recently. I just don't understand mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. It's it's an interesting uh, choice. Like, they never explain, like, why Steve lives in Georgia. Like, just because your parents divorced doesn't it's mean that, like... probably because his name is Steve. <laughs> like, just because your parents get divorced that doesn't mean, good. like, they like move to opposite ends of the country i mean that works in my situation but that doesn't necessarily have to be you know like you're you can have divorced parents and they can still both be a part of your life true um yeah so of course she gets into juilliard without even auditioning because they've been watching her since she was five like last time i checked juilliard was not hogwarts i just like really creepy and (laughs) yeah um didn't understand that yeah, also, like, and we've discussed this previously about how pretty much any time anybody goes to college in a movie geared towards um, young adults, they go to an Ivy League school. Yeah, and Julia don't appear to be that Columbia. smart. Um, yeah, and, yeah, Will gets into Columbia. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 100% he does not. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's, I'm sorry, no. Um, unless his parents are, like. And Vanderbilt. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, they're Vanderbilt people. Yeah, Ugh. for sure. Um, Imagine being like, no, I don't want to go to Vanderbilt. Like, can't relate. Yeah. See, well, it's weird that they, like, live in Georgia and they're big Vanderbilt people, you know? Like, that also doesn't really make a yeah, ton of sense. It, yeah, it's in Nashville, but, like, that's not conveniently close to southern Georgia. I mean, it's still, like, probably five or six hours away. Um, I don't know. I don't but, know anything oh. about the South. Uh, yeah, it's it's not, like, conveniently close, and it's weird that, like, it, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. My dad but, was born in Tennessee and lived in Georgia, and that's as southern as it gets. Yeah. It, for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, also, I love that um, even though, like, Marcus didn't see her interaction with Will, like, Marcus tries hitting on um, hitting on Ronnie, and I'm like, really? If Will didn't get it, buddy, I don't think you're. <laughs> it's definitely not happening for you. Come on. Yeah, he had a little liquid courage. Um, so I will well, say, fans of Mr. Robot will recognize Blaze as Darlene, or at least they'll recognize her voice. She like physically looks very different, but her voice sounds exactly the same, and like that's what I recognize first. So it's Carly Chaikin, um, playing Blaze. And do, like, rebellious teens wearing black just, like, automatically attract each other? Like, yes. Blaze? It, like, <laughs> also, like, I don't get why Blaze would want to be friends with Miley, be, or not Miley, with Ronnie, because she's awful also. But, like, like neither Blaise one of them. Blaze some friends. Yeah, like, it's, like, ugh. Like, and they meet, like, out in public. This isn't even, like, a school connection. Like, they literally, like, met at a table buying T-shirts. <laughs> And, like, in their first interaction, Blaze tries to get Miley to steal, or tries to get Ronnie to steal shit. And it and was like, really funny, the t-shirt that, like, they wanted to, that she was thinking about buying, she's looking at that unicorn t-shirt, and I was like, wow, that's very bangers. <laughs> well, and, like, um, yeah, my first thought of somebody who's like, you should just steal that shirt, uh, is not let's be best friends, but okay. But maybe, maybe if you're 17 and, like, a little bit goth, you know, and you're new in town. Yeah, I guess. But she's been, like, arrested for shoplifting, so, like, clearly this is something she's trying to stay away from. So, like, maybe don't become best friends with somebody who, like, leads off with let's shoplift. Yeah. Um, I do, I will say, I remember, this goes back to, like, Jonah and um, Steve. Um, it's we're also weird that, like, a man named Steve names his kid Jonah. Just first of all. Um, and then... <laughs> 
I remember them saying, like, what's PMS? Um, he's like, you don't even know what that means. And then Jonah says, like, yeah, I do. It's pissed at men syndrome. And I remember thinking that that was so funny and witty. And, like, that made the trailer <laughs> and stuff like that. And just, like, what a horrible thing to say. <laughs> what I mean, the like, dumbest thing I've ever heard in 2019. Like, it'd be really cute if, like, he wrote the joke. Like, if the little boy wrote the joke. But, like, I don't know. I don't think it was improv, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, like, complaining about PMS just feels very, like, misogynistic at this point. However, she is very, uh, Yeah, but that's called being a teenager. It's not called PMS. But, like, weirdly, her anger is very much directed exclusively at men in this movie. Like, she's pretty good to her mom, and she makes friends with Blaze, so. (laughs) I mean, like, she seems to be pretty much exclusively angry with men, but. Yeah, maybe because her dad was mean to her. Well, not mean, but, like, left. Yeah. So, there's something there. There's something there. Um, So, the next day, Ronnie finds a loggerhead sea turtle neck next on the beach what nest nest on the beach um a new, a new show from mtv um just sea behind... turtle next <laughs> on the beach yeah next on the beach um <laughs> it's it's just a bus of people or nest on the beach the yeah next on the beach nest on the beach we could really do something with next on the beach text on the beach <laughs> Text on a Beach is just an alternate title for Love Island. Um, Turtle Nest on the Beach. Like, we could get pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's, like, this turtle nest um, on the beach just behind her dad's house. And she makes it her mission to protect them at all costs. She picks up a book about turtles and begins reading it at a cafe where she once ru- once again runs into Will, of course, because there's only one cafe in this little tiny town. Um, he approaches her table and tries to hit on her again because, I mean, he's never been turned down once, so he doesn't know how to act. <laughs> and then she again turns him down. Back at the turtle fort, Ronnie spends the entire night outside guarding the nest from raccoons who want to eat the turtle eggs. And in the morning, she's awakened by Will, who works for the aquarium, who has finally arrived to install a proper turtle nest protector. Yeah, I don't really know what they're called, so I just went with what I had. Like a fence. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think fence works. Yeah, but it's like a fence, but then there's like a fence over the sand, too, because like raccoons could get over a fence. Yeah, and then you have to go like underneath the sand, too, because like they could dig. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Miley's like only redeemable characteristics, I feel like, is that she's nice to her brother and then also nice to the turtles. Like she is just yeah. insufferable and annoying. Yeah, she definitely fits. Um, fits a, I don't know what's uh, like a crazy environmentalist like stereotype, like, which like archetype. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, even, um, like, all I can think of, like, it was weirdly, like, a really big, like, archetype for a while. Like, the crazy environmentalist, like. It's a um, very aughts stereotype. It's a what? Aughts. What what does that mean? Which is the, you know, 2001, 2000 to 2009. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, Legally Blonde had one. Like, yeah, there's definitely, it's kind of like. John Tucker must die. Yeah, like, which was weird because I don't remember it really. Uh, yeah, I guess it was, like, Al Gore and all that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but, um, like, I mean, recycling was huge. Yeah, y- yeah. People recycled. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get um, it. 
So, one of the things that, like, Ronnie says during this part was, like, I needed to call the aquarium, but my phone is dead. And she's, so that's why she's, like, building her own fence. And her dad's like, there's the number for the aquarium right by the phone. I'm like, why? Like, in what world would there be, like, the number for the aquarium, like, posted up on the wall in this house? Well, like, I'm pretty sure... Like this area in southern Georgia is like very specifically no. Like if you have a house on the beach, like sea turtles will like it's something that happens like very once a yeah. year. Like it's like a season basically. And sure, but it's also like go inside and charge your phone first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Come on. What are you doing yeah. with a dead phone? Yeah, for sure. Like, not even so much that, like, the the number would be, like, posted somewhere. Just be, because I think it's actually, like, a law that you have to call and have somebody, like, I don't you know, like, it's an endangered species. So, like, if you see it, you're supposed to report it kind of thing. Yeah, and also, like, did she have the number for the aquarium saved on her cell phone? Yeah, well, and, like, what was, like, she's, like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm just going to let my phone be dead forever and never call. And I'm going to put this gross, like, how easy was it to find a grocery yeah, basket? She could go get the grocery cart. Like, go charge your phone. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You probably passed 100 phones on your way there, girl. 100. <laughs> um, so Miley does that thing when talking to Liam from John Tucker Must Die, which I just mentioned, where he'll say something and then she waits three seconds before she responds. But, like, in reality, I think it's the editors just being, like, just trying to make this movie longer. But, <laughs> the, like, the pacing of their conversations just feels so weird. It's He's, like hi, I'm here to check out the turtle nest. And she's like, one, two, three. Why didn't you come sooner? And then he just responds like a normal person. And then she's like, one, two, three. You should have come sooner. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I was trying to articulate this, this um, later. I don't, there's something like weird about her, about Miley's acting in she this movie. She just has this like scowl on her face the whole time. Yeah, know. it's not even, it's, like, the way that her acting is, like, what it's the... It's not believable the, at all. No, and, like, the screenplay is kind of all over the place, like, with her character, so, like, I get yeah. that, like, she doesn't have a ton of control over it, but, like, the way that her relationships form with people in this movie is, like, really weird, and, like, I was trying to figure out a way to articulate that, but, like, I don't really know, like, you almost just have to, like, watch it as an adult, and it's just, like, she doesn't, like... Everything she says is very much, like, superficial and, like, doesn't have a lot of other, like, it's, like, 100% sarcastic, but, like, doesn't really have any other meaning. Like, she's just very, like, her, I don't know, her character, like, is supposed to have so much depth and, like, she really doesn't have any at all. And it's, it's just really weird. And, like, her relationships that, like, you would think that she would care about like your your relationship with your parent or like your little brother she really doesn't give a shit about but, but she cares a lot about sea turtles yeah and then but yeah and then like she invests like her whole like she is fully prepared to like spend her whole fucking life like sleeping like outside. she is going to yeah she is going to give up her life to take care of these turtles but like her like I don't like her actual like real family who's trying like very much to like spend time with her and she, engage like, with her. her brother, yeah, she wants thing. nothing to yeah. do with. It's just really weird. Like her character is so weird, and I don't know if it's the character, the way it's written, or if it's her or like Miley or what. But like, it's I never noticed it both. before. But like, she is the problem with this movie, yeah. and that makes me so sad because I love her. Yeah, and, like, she's she's the reason this movie was made. And I so don't hate... So it's hard hate, that, like, she's the problem. 
Yeah, and like I don't hate her as an actress in general. Like I, she's not the world's worst actress. It's just like this character is just. I feel like it's like a sloppily written character, and it's like just overly emotional, and it doesn't need to be. And it's like fake, overly emotional in the wrong ways. I don't know. Yeah. Just so. Yeah, it's also another unbelievable part of this movie was, like, when Liam... I, God, I keep calling them, like, their names in real life. It's, yeah, when, and for me, obviously, it's, like, only my Miley and Liam. Like, yeah. I don't know what they're stupid. And their when names are so fucking Will, stupid. Will Liam, oh, my God, William, comes up and... It's, like, his name is William, but, like, Liam goes by Liam and Will goes by Will. Um, oh, my God, you can't say things like that when I'm, like... At this mental state, like, I'm like, um, did she just say William is like William? <laughs> Will, Liam. Uh, um, so, yeah, um, when Miley, like, Will comes up and he's like, oh, nice to see you this morning or whatever. And she says something about, like, her hair looking bad in the morning. And I'm like, oh, well, that's literally the best your hair has looked this entire movie. <laughs> like, it was weird. I was like, what are you talking about? Every other time we've seen you, it's been, like, Frizztown, USA. Yeah, like, she she looks very unkempt, like, the first, probably, third of this movie. She but like it. You're done with a road trip, but yeah, don't be like, yeah. oh, man, my hair looks so bad. And, like, the first time you met him, it looked way worse. Yeah, like, me, yeah, and you had a strawberry shake on you, so okay. Um, and, like, lay off the lower half eye, like, lay off the lower eyeliner. Like, if you're going to pick one, if you're only, if you're going to wear one piece of makeup, I strongly suggest it not be lower eyeliner. Yeah, and also, she, like, there was a lot of squinting. And I think it's because yeah, she was like, having were shooting like, in br- way up at him, and it was, like, daylight and outside. Yes, which, but like. there was a lot of time where you just, like, could not see her eyes. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of acting comes from the eye. True. Oh my god, maybe that's it. Yeah, because it's like, there's something about it that, like, there's something about her in this something movie that just, like, it. it's weird, and it doesn't work, and, like, but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck it is, and I'm like, I'll figure it out as we go through this movie, and yeah, it's honestly just, just, just getting worse. watch it again, and figure No, thank you. <laughs> Unless Prime wants to stream it instead of make me pay for it, then I might watch it again, but... Did you pay mm-hmm. for it? No, no, oh I didn't. God. But like, it's always nice when I don't. You know, like yeah, if it was if on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So. so Ronnie heads to the music store where Blaze sets sets her up for shoplifting. Convenient. Um, Steve, Steve and Jonah pick um, pick her up from the store, and Ronnie tells her dad that although she did steal in New York, she is innocent in this case, and he believes her, which is, like, really nice, um, because, like, most dads, I feel like when your kid has a history of shoplifting, like, you're just gonna assume that they're shoplifting, and he, like, believes her. Mm-hmm. Um, she once again, uh, sets, <laughs> she once again sets everything up to sleep on the beach overnight to guard the turtle nest, and Will arrives uninvited to join her. Both Steve and Jonah monitor them from the porch, fully anticipating what is to come. The only people who seem to, like, have a slight a bit of rationality in this uh, rationalizing abilities in this movie. Um, after spending the entire night with her on the beach, Ronnie decides to give Will a shot, and he allows, and she allows him to take her to work with him at the aquarium. It's cute. <laughs> oh, I hated it. it. Oh, really? I thought it was cute. Like, it'd be I'll cool to, like... It. 
I mean, it'd be really cool to, like, scuba dive on, a, like, in a tank like that. Like, it would just be cool, but, like, also... Do you know like, exactly it, what that movie, like, what that reminded me of? What? Holiday in the Sun. It's exactly what happens. Oh, God. Do you remember? Like, yeah, they have that the, the only date thing, where yeah. she's just, like, accompanying him to work. And I'm like, that's yeah, not that's, a date. Yeah, my only problem, like, it's a cool, it would be a cool date if it was, like, actually a date and not your job. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the only part that's weird is, like, you're getting paid to do this. And, like, also, <laughs> you have to follow rules. Like, you can't just, like, bring people to work with you. No. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for my next hinge date is take someone to work with me. Um, that would so, be hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it would be frightening. Um, so the two then head to the beach where, for Will's volleyball game, which she's, like, weirdly too excited to go to with him, um, where his ex, Ashley, pulls Ronnie aside to tell her that he is a player and the aquarium date is his standard move. Um, <laughs> clearly, he works a lot. I don't understand. Uh, like, I feel like it's a trope in movies and things that like the the problem with the standard move like it's literally just efficiency like i i don't care if like a first date is something that you do all the time like yeah like if you have a fun and if it's like a fun idea that you enjoy sure sure. like there's only so many things i do that i like know for a fact i'm going to like so like (laughs) why not go to that like if you have a go-to, that's fine. My problem is the fact that, like, if I'm his coworker, I'm like, dude, you got to stop bringing people to work with 100%. you. Like, that's, like, you can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so. Um, and meanwhile, Steve and Jonah spend their time together creating a stained glass window for the local church that has recently burnt down. Cool. More <laughs> on that later. Yes. Um and yeah more on that later like that's what you missed uncle <laughs> so in no world does this quaint seaside town shop like random tchotchke store have those <laughs> shoplifting detectors like no way yeah yeah and i love how the da- like steve is like oh he's an old friend i'll make sure he doesn't press charges for you stealing that that uh keychain that you tried to take also no way in hell does there's nothing a- in that store worth more than five dollars you don't yeah and there's no way that it's p- that detectors. like those yeah those detectors are picking up a keychain going out the door like they have the only thing that those things pick up are the tags that are on clothes like expensive ass clothes yeah um, and then I thought it was hilarious when um, they sit down and, like, Ronnie's reading Tol- Tolstoy and, like, Will just starts, like, saying a quote from, from Tolstoy. And she's like, do you think quoting Tolstoy is supposed to impress me? And he says, I wasn't quoting Tol- Tolstoy. I was quoting his translator. And I was like, that's, oh. that's funny. That's, that's actually <laughs> funny. Like, and, like, and then he's like, if I wanted to quote Tolstoy, I would be like, <laughs> <laughs> like it goes into a terrible impression of Russian. I'm like, oh my god, that's good. Like Yikes. that's a good one. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, touche. <laughs> yeah, touche. Also, and, I don't um, know that's, single... maybe that's why he got into Columbia. Maybe yeah, he true. used that one. Yeah, because I don't know. Interview. I don't know anybody who like got into Columbia or I went do. to Columbia. But like, I don't also don't know anybody who read Tolstoy um, for fun in high school. So I do. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, maybe those, those are, are like a people, Venn diagram but, um, that I'm not a part of, but yeah, I definitely do not have any intersection. There was this one girl in my high school who was super nice, but very into Russian history and like Russian literature. Mm, Russian, I can't get into Russian literature. Like, I wish I could because Russian history is pretty interesting, but like Russian literature. And then there was also a kid who went to Columbia. Anyway. 
Was it the same kid? No, it was a different kid. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously that doesn't work then. Maybe he went to I Vanderbilt. Mean, okay. <laughs> Actually, the kid who read Tolstoy went to Vanderbilt. No, she, she went to University of Chicago. Okay, that works. Whatever. Anyway, um, and then there was a Jonah quote that I wrote down. He said the, he comes in, like, on his elbows, like he's, you know, in a war. And he said... He is so cute. The commanding officer sent me out with rations. It's vegetarian, so personally, I'd rather eat sand. But, like... <laughs> He ate a meal, he ate a breakfast the other day, like, literally the, the day before, when, like, Ronnie just had this beautiful breakfast on the table and just immediately walked out, like, didn't even pick up a piece of toast. Um, and the breakfast that they had that day was 80% vegetarian, and Jonah seemed perfectly happy with it. So I'm like, just because there's no bacon, you'd rather eat yeah, sand I was than, say, like, eggs. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you could... There's plenty of times where I just, like, don't get bacon or sauce, you know, like, not, not that hard. Like, I think breakfast is one of the easier uh, vegetarian Pancakes. meals. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's very easy to eat vegetarian for breakfast, but, yes. <laughs> okay. True. So, Ronnie leaves the game without speaking to Will, and then he comes over to her house to figure out what happened. She finds him outside the tur- by the turtle nest because he won't leave, and she tells him that she doesn't want to be just another girl on his list. I don't know what the list is, but whatever. Um, and Will tells her that she isn't just another girl and embraces her in a passionate kiss, which I hated so much. Um, it was really awkward and, like, not well. Like, the the timing on that was weird. Yeah, it's like they're fully having an argument, and then he just, like, grabs her face and makes out with her to exactly. stop the argument. And I'm like, no, yeah. I would still as, be mad afterwards. Like, as, soon as, as, as soon as I saw that, I went back to um, between 2010 and um, 2019. In my life, I have had a, you know, oh, no. relationships. Like, oh, no. It, when you're fighting in a relationship, like, this does not happen. And like as oh I'm watching God. them I thought fight, you were gonna say that like your boyfriend did that or something. No, absolutely like, no. hundred percent he never never would. And like honestly, no real human being ever would. No. And like as I'm in 2010, I might have thought that like that's adorable, but like in 2019, Olivia like saw that yeah, like that's... I didn't even see it coming. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that is like specifically one part of the movie where it's like yeah, they're trying to make this seem adult to children. Like, that is one thing that adults, like, call BS on immediately. Yeah, it, w- it was like, I, I like, let my guard down with this stupid movie. And, like, I, I adult <laughs> Olivia did not even see the kiss coming because I'm like, also, there must not have been, like, a musical score that, like, built up to this or something like that. Because I was like, what the fuck? Are they kissing? I, like, it was just, like, totally... You do not make out in and, the middle of a fight. And you know that this movie was written by a man because that works. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just... Also, it's so clear that, like, it's a man writing a teenage girl. And, like, exactly. that's why her emotions are so Maybe, flip-floppy. Like, that is why she is honestly, such a terrible character. Honestly, that's probably why I have, like, the weird thing the about... middle-aged man. Yeah, that's honestly probably why it's so weird. Like, the Miley aspect of it is so weird. It's because, like, it's probably her acting alongside, like, he just writes this really weird teenage girl that, like, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Nicholas Sparks kind of looks like Hal Cooper. Yeah, he's, he's not, like... I either expected... I expected him to be, like, either, like, super hot or, like, very, very unattractive. And he was, like, 100% middle of the road. 
and it was like okay this is weird like such a (laughs) random like profession for this man to go into like he looks like he would be like a high school teacher or um milk what's that thing that you say milk melba toast melba toast also (laughs) definitely heard that on um so i I heard it like on another podcast right after we record and i'm like thank and they they said melba toast i'm like thank god somebody else has heard that terminology before yeah i never have maybe it's when your mother was on atkins for as long as mine was you find (laughs) you know what melba toast is um anyway (laughs) where was i um so yeah, they Ronnie re-enters the house. She shares a fun, happy moment with Steve and Jonah, and they begin to truly feel like a family. Cute. Uh, Will and Ronnie become inseparable, and she slowly begins to show him her musical talents, beginning on a drive as she sings along to Maroon 5's She Will Be Loved on the radio. And Precious. I went through both of my points, so I don't have anything else to say. Um, yeah, also... Back to their fight. Like, when Ronnie finds out that, um, that, like, Will is a player, like, her, her, like, solution to things is just, like, leave and not tell him you're leaving. Like, just, like, ditch, basically. And she does it again later. Like, that's just, like, her thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, and she, like, doesn't understand why he's confused. No, but I think she reacts that way because that's what her dad did. Yeah, but it's just weird. Like, she gets mad that, like, he doesn't know why she's upset. It's like, bitch, you literally just, like, left. And he's like, what the fuck happened? Like, I, it's just weird that, like, every time he comes over, he's like, where the hell did you go? Like, as an adult, you can't just, like, leave a situation and then, like, be like, why don't you know what I'm talking about? It's like, because I don't, like, you literally just disappeared. You had a conversation with this chick and then just disappeared. I have no idea what happened in between. You know, it's just very odd. Super odd. Um, um yeah. Next all right. One. So. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, sure. I thought we had skipped a, a skipped a chunk. Okay. Nope. Um, while on the she will be loved drive, Will gets his truck stuck in a divot filled with mud, and the two end up having a mud fight. It's so disgusting. Cute. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> it was no, disgusting. No. I was like, how yeah. many parasites do y'all have after having yeah. this mud fight? It was gross. Yeah. Also, it looks like it hadn't rained recently, so why is yeah. there just this giant puddle of mud? But okay. Because it um, wasn't, and it was fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they head to Will's house to clean off, and Ronnie finds out that his family is very wealthy. Um, with a last name like Blakely, uh, <laughs> the couple like stay... you should have known. Like, absolutely, that man owns whatever it is that he owns. Yeah. It was cars? What was it? What did he own? Uh, it was, um, like, a stone, uh, some kind of, like, bricklaying or something weird. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even remember. <laughs> um, the couple stay for dinner with Will's parents, who tell Ronnie about their plans for him to attend Vanderbilt rather than Columbia, and that they have invited Ashley, his ex-girlfriend, to his sister's wedding as his date, basically. Um, Ronnie is rightfully put off by their attitude towards her and feels that she would never fit into his family and their lifestyle, which is kind of true. Will tells her that his family is very broken since the loss of his brother in a car accident the previous year. He invites her as his date to the wedding and tells her that he doesn't want to lose her. 
She tells him that she loves him and decides to show him her talent as a pianist. Um, okay, so this, this like, weird random plot line of his brother dying, like, they just, like, plop it in for five minutes and then never go back to it, never talk about it again. Like, why did we need that? I feel like it might have been, like, a bigger part in the book, but, like, I read the book ten years ago, so I don't remember at all. Um... But I think they just had to, like, give this hot guy, like, some trauma in his life. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's Nicholas Sparks. I feel like, like so much of this movie is just, is, like, explained ludicrous. away by being, like, yeah, it's Nicholas Sparks. Like, duh. Well, yeah, because it's, like, also, like, you can have, like, a really shitty broken family that, like, nobody gets along, like, yeah, without having. You don't need trauma to, like. Yeah, well, and, yeah, like, somebody doesn't have to die in a car accident. But, like, someone doesn't have to die in your arms, basically, to, like, like break your family apart, you know? Like, family... Like, Olivia's, people, like, spoken from personal experience. Not, no, I mean, like, you don't... Ha- like, it's, it's not... Like, not everything needs this, like, giant, like, accident or, you know, like, crazy instance, yeah. you know? It's, like, you can't... Like, some families Sometimes just things suck. are just hard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's one thing Will says. Every happy family is the same, but every unhappy family is unhappy in a different way. Aw. I don't remember him saying that, but that's okay. nice. Great. Cool. Um, Probably yeah. a Tolstoy quote. <laughs> Probably. It's either Tolstoy or, like, Pinterest. <laughs> There's really no in between. It's like Tchotchke or Tolstoy. There's, yeah. Tchotchke there's also no sounds like a Russian a- a writer. Tchotchke? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Okay. Um, so it's a rookie mistake here from Will's older sister, Ashley, to uh, let her high school age brother bring a date to her wedding. No, it's not. Ashley's the ex-girlfriend. Oh, His, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the parents invite Ashley. Like, he doesn't even invite a date. His parents invite a date for him. Mm. His poor sister has just no say in the matter whatsoever. Yeah, anyway, I hope she's just, like, not going to be in pictures or stuff. Yeah, seriously. Yikes. Okay, so when Ronnie gets home, she tells her dad that she played piano, and it felt as though she had never stopped, which that's how muscle memory works. The next day, while watching Will play in a volleyball tournament, Ronnie hears a rumor from concerned girl's girl, what, Ashley, that her father burned down the local church. Just a light rumor. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, she's like, oh, you know, I just want to, like, let you know that he's a player. I'm really just, like, looking out for you, you know, like, I have your best interest. And then, like, as soon as she starts, like, and then she, like, is like, oh, cool, I'm going to keep dating him. She's like, your dad burnt down the church. Your dad burnt down the church. <laughs> <laughs> your dad burnt down the church. Yeah, I was going to say. Made up with my friend, burnt down the church. Was like, it uh, doesn't work. <laughs> and um, it does <laughs> yeah so um maybe with voila it does honestly um yeah so an invitation arrives to will's sister's wedding and her father gives ronnie some money to go spend on a new dress she asks her dad about the fire and finds out that he was in fact the last person in the church when it burned down but he doesn't remember how it started um but he blames himself anyway because he had like candles or something 
Um, and Ronnie expresses her concerns to Will, who knows that his friend Scott actually started the fire, and he makes a plea to Scott to confess, but he refuses. And I don't know if it actually came out this way, but I thought that the twist was going to be that it was Marcus. Did that happen? I thought the twist was Marcus with his weird fireballs. Fireballs. (laughs) Um... No, I think it was... Okay, maybe that was just a red herring. Because they never... Um... <laughs> but that would involve, you know, actual planning. Yeah. Plotting. <laughs> um, they never... Um, because, like, there's never any... Like, when he... When Scott finally admits it, he admits it to Steve, and, like, there, he, Steve's like, cool, Yeah, my thought good to, was, like... Good to know. Scott and Marcus... Not Scott and Marcus. Scott and Will, like, felt bad about it, and so, like, they thought it was their fault, but then in the end, it actually ends up being Marcus's fault, because it shows him, like, clearly juggling fire. Oh, I think um, Marcus was with Scott when it happened. Oh, no, and that's why they, like, have the beef. Okay. Yeah, yeah it all makes yeah. sense now. I just, okay, like, okay. Honestly, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, it wasn't, like, yeah, Scott was, like, definitely there. Yeah, because he said, when he explains it, it's, um, Will leaves before the fire starts, but he's with all th- with Marcus and Scott, and then Will leaves, and then it, the it burns down, and he, and Scott tells him that that's what happened. Okay. And Will wanted them to go to the police, and that's what caused the rift between him and Marcus. Yeah. And, okay. Anyway, that's the but end like, of the movie. Also, we can just, just stop like, now. Marcus, <laughs> just, like, Will and, Mar- Will and Marcus do not look like they would ever be friends. So, like, maybe it was for the best. I don't know. It's a small town. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And Mar- Marcus is very persistent. <laughs> so is just Will. Like Will. So. Just like Will. I don't know. Like, it seems like they could have been friends in the past, and then, like, Marcus went down a very different path. Yeah, but, like... The church burnt down, like, a couple months ago, so... Yeah, but, like, I don't know. You could still go down different paths with someone and then, like, still be their friend if you were friends in, like, childhood or something. Anyway, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so, All right. Um, do-do-do. And Ronnie... I think I said... Did I finish that already? Ronnie expresses her concerns to Will, who knows that his friend Scott actually started the fire. And then he makes a plea to Scott to confess, but Scott refuses. Because, you know, he's probably not a billionaire. Um... I thought it was hilarious that this beach volleyball tournament was sponsored by Crocs. <laughs> As was everything in 2010. <laughs> yeah. I was also trying to figure out who Liam looked like this whole movie. Like, a young Liam. He does not look like this anymore. Even though I will say, like, the only time that I've seen him has been in, like, trailers for that movie with Rebel Wilson. Um, he looks what? like Cam... Do you know what I'm talking about? He's in that movie with Rebel Wilson. Isn't it romantic? Is that what it's called? I'm going to need to watch that, but okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll send you the trailer. I've seen it yeah, everywhere. This... It was the one that, like, Rebel Wilson got in a ton of trouble for because she said, like, oh, my God, I'm the first plus-size lead in a romantic comedy, and everyone was like, oh, well, Queen Latifah. Yeah. True. And, like, Amy Schumer, but okay. I don't... I feel like, like Amy Schumer is not plus-size, but... I mean, yeah. She, like, flir- Like, I would say she's, like, a 12, so, she's, I like, mean, like, she's... Size. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, because I'm thinking, like, with, what kind of movie was, like, Melissa, like maybe Melissa McCarthy, but she's not romantic or anything, so. Yeah, Queen Latifah. Yeah, okay. I But to be fair, I don't think, like, Rebel Wilson watches a lot of Queen Latifah movies. You yeah, know? that was like, the thing. It was like, oh, wow, you're so white. Well, not even that, but, like, does I don't think a lot of people watch 
a lot of Queen Latifah movies. Like, People did. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, also, like, Queen Latifah hasn't made... I don't know. I don't feel like... It's been a while. Yeah. I don't feel like it's... To- like, it's not, like, completely on her. I Like, it's not even just, like, the white thing. Like, I think it's more, like... I, I think know. there's Queen undertones of her that. style. But anyway. Um, but, yeah. So... Uh, he reminded me in this movie of Cam Gigandet in Twilight. Yes, yeah. No, like I, I don't know, it's something about like the blonde hair that's like a little mm-hmm. spiky, like that's like one that, like, inch five long, o'clock shadow, and then like super super blue eyes. Like yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of who it reminded me of. <laughs> Queen Latifah's bio on Google says American rapper. Like what? <laughs> she was originally a rapper. Haven't you seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air? No, um, I haven't. She was, she was, she like got her start as a rapper. Wow. Um, Same. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, that that's not even a joke. She definitely was a rapper, but I don't know if I would like start her like uh, her greatest achievements would probably not be rapper, but okay. No. Um, so on on her way to buy a new dress, Ronnie comes across Blaze and her boyfriend Marcus fighting in a parking lot over money. Marcus breaks up with Blaze over not having because she doesn't have her portion of rent money and she is distraught. I will say, like that's not a reason to break up with someone because then no, they're definitely no, not going to give you the money. Yeah, like, stay yeah, together exactly. with someone if you need the rent money from them. Well, and like also, you must really love your girlfriend if you're gonna kick her out. Like, I, yeah, he's he's a piece. Garbage. Um, yeah. Garbage. Ronnie, Ronnie leaves the money for her dad gave her for a dress for Blaze to hopefully get on her feet. How much money um, could it possibly have been? That's what bucks? I'm saying. Like, what kind? How much Maybe. is this dress supposed to cost? Or how much? How little is her rent? Like, a dress and a month's rent are not the same. No, no. <laughs> unless you're like, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, unless there's like a huge discrepancy there, like there's. And that's it's like just, a finance problem. Like that's something yeah, they they're not out. equal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when Ronnie tells Jonah where the money went, he pulls out his stash of bribe money from years um, from years prior and gives it to her. So bribes from like so he doesn't. He, so essentially, he always says like, "Oh, I'll he give, keeps give secrets me five for her, bucks and I won't tell yeah. Dad." Yeah, yes. he keeps secrets for her. Um, Which is brilliant. I wish I for knew money. that as a kid. For I sure. I made so much money from my brother. Yeah, I mean, like, I never really caught my brother or sister doing, like, oh. they, like, doing anything. Like, they not, like, I caught to, them like, in the act of doing it. I my brother his extra fake ID one time. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like we, that yeah. I well, we were, we were a little closer in age, so, like, I don't know. That's and we true. didn't, like, hang out in the same circles. Like, we didn't really, like, cross paths that much. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so hold on, sorry. Um, so yeah, Jonah gives her the money, and at the wedding reception, Ronnie sees that Blaze is working for the caterer, and the two exchange pleasantries. Later, Marcus shows up drunk, um, wanting to force himself on both Blaze and uh, Ronnie, which is nice. I don't think it works and, that way. Yeah, um, and Will steps in to defend them, ultimately beating the crap out of Marcus and causing a scene at the wedding, which is great. Yeah, so this giant scene at the wedding, but, like, you're telling me that one of these old southern men doesn't, like, have a gun on him and just, like, throw, like, show it and be like, hey, bro, like, leave? Like, you're telling me that no one's gonna do that? Yeah, well, and, like, since when can, like, the cater people, like, the people who work for the caterer, like, she should have said, you need to leave. Like, instead of, like, trying to talk it out with him, like, if my 
like ex shows up drunk as fuck at a job that I'm working on. I'm not even going to like, I'm not even going to pretend like I know you kind of thing. Like I'm not getting fired for you because of your stupid ass. So like the fact that like, and that like, let's give the, let's like the guy drove drunk here and now he's going to drive drunk away. Like, that's great. Like it was, yeah, that whole, the whole thing was just kind of not ideal, especially like at this wedding for this family who's like son died in in a car accident. Yeah. Which like, it wasn't a drinking and driving accident, but still. Yeah. Um, okay. So Will and Ronnie return home to find that sea turtles are hatching and heading to the ocean. Um, (laughs) the most exciting part of this movie. So when her dad goes to get another flashlight from the house, he collapses and then he must be taken to the hospital. And there Ronnie is finally told that her father has terminal cancer and that he had to cut back on his medications a couple months ago in order to enjoy his summer with Ronnie and Jonah. Jonah is understandably devastated by the news, and in order to cope, he decides he wants to finish the stained glass window project, teaching Will how to assist when needed. It's so sad when he's, like, trying to do the thing by, like, on his own. It's, like, Yeah, it's really cute, and he, like, can't reach stuff. It's really cute. Yeah, it's like, wow, you really, you need Will in your life. But, like, also, in, in a way, like, it shows, like, Jonah's a lot better adjusted than, uh, than Ronnie in that she's been like coping with shit for three years and still hasn't moved forward and like he like gets upset and is like grieving and coping with like this really sad news and like he like moves forward and like puts that into something positive within like 24 hours but I think that's probably just like Nicholas Sparks being like oh teen girls are moody yeah well and and even like I mean, it does show, like, a really good co- And, like, even... He goes from, like, being, like, I don't want anybody to help me, that you guys don't know what you're talking about, like, this is our project, to, like, letting Will help him. What? Yeah, you guys weren't here. Yeah, to, like, letting Will help him and, like, that sort of thing. You know, like, Jonah's a very well-adjusted kid. (laughs) Comparatively. Like, compared (laughs) to his crazy sister. Yeah, so Ronnie spends as much time as possible with her dad at the hospital, but he slowly deteriorates and he requests to be taken to his home. And on the way home, Jonah and Ronnie stop by the church and show their dad the finished window. Which is cute. Um, Yeah, yeah. honestly, like, Jonah and Steve's relationship is this movie. (laughs) Like, Yeah, I mean, they get maybe a total of, like, 12 minutes, but it's good. But like, and they're like the comedic aspect. Like yeah, they're, they're the always, comic relief. 100%. Yeah, they're totally. Yeah, they're very cute. And like even earlier when they're like watching through the binoculars, like it's just really cute. Yes, um, and the little kid is such a good fake crier. Yeah, he you does. Know, he's a better he, actor than Miley. He has like a really um, a like he face. makes his face. He makes that face a couple times. And I'm just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like making this like I don't know like he makes and he makes it like when he's mad crying like he makes it like several times even like in the beginning when he's like please you know please Ronnie be nicer to dad I don't want to lose him and then he makes this like really weird like contorted yeah. face like and I'm just like like that's a face like yeah. like it's definitely like his go to like upset face and it's like he uses the same one several times in the movie I'm just like 
Okay, this kid, and it's because he has so many like weird like he's really big forehead wrinkles when he yes. makes his face. It's intense. It is. Um, um yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> seeing Ronnie <laughs> Uh, yeah, these are the things that you noticed in this movie. Um, seeing Ronnie, Jonah, and their father suffering, Will once again asks Scott to come clean about the um, the church fire. He confesses to Steve, who... Oh, yeah, to Steve, the dad, who... T- Scott and Steve are too close. Um, too he close. confesses. He confesses to Steve, who tells them not to go to the police because he would rather not get the guys in trouble. Ronnie overhears their conversation and ultimately breaks up with Will. Like, again, she just, like, stomps away. He is, like... Yeah, she's like, you knew this whole time and you didn't say anything. Like, shut up. Yeah, also, like, I don't think this is, like, something you break... I don't know. Like, if your dad thinks it's okay, like, why are you better? Like, why is your judgment better than your dad's? I think it's also just, like, he's about to die and, like, he knows that it doesn't matter and he doesn't want, like, them to have the consequences, too, because clearly they both feel bad about it. Well, Um, and, like, there were no consequences. Like, they rebuilt, like, the reason, like, the dad... I mean, the consequences are, like, rumors in town. Yeah, yeah, and, like, it's really cool. it was an accident. Yeah, exactly, and, like, I think, like, Steve get like... I, I like I don't get why Ronnie feels that like she is like the purveyor of judgment. You know, like oh, okay, so like you're not even involved, and like for some reason you feel like you get to like make a judgment on this, where like it kind of has nothing to do with you, and the situation has been resolved, and yet you still need to like insert yourself in it, like. I don't know. And clearly this is something that he's been, like, grappling, like, ethically grappling with. And, like, I don't know. It's just weird and stupid. But anyway, (laughs) another reason why Ronnie's a terrible character. Um, But, yeah, so Kim, Ronnie, and Jonah's mom. uh, What? Oh, oh, duh. Okay. Kim, Ronnie, and Jonah's mom, in case you forgot, (laughs) (laughs) arrives to take them home. Yeah, I'm like, what? Um, (laughs) Arrives to take them home to New York, but Ronnie tells her that she will be staying to take care of Steve. That's a long road trip to just be like, nope, I'm staying here. Well, and like, also, it would be kind of fucked up, like, to just like leave him, you know? Yeah, that's true. He can't care for himself. Okay. Um, In the following days, Ronnie finds and reads all the letters her dad had written to her over the last three years, and she routinely returned. Very um, sister while, of the traveling pants. Yeah. When she yeah. finds the letters from her grandma. Yeah, totally. This was another one. thing that they just, like, added in there that, like, not a lot of context for, but okay. No, I think they said at, like, the beginning, like, she never read your letters, but... Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I mean, it's just, like, a weird thing. Them. Like, they got delivered. Yeah, and then she, like, wrote return to sender on them? Like, yeah, how did he get them back? But okay. Um, Dad, you were sending them to the wrong address the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while her dad listens, Ronnie continues to work on a composition that he has been working on titled For Ronnie. As she finishes the song, he passes away, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, weird flex, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. That wrapped up nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a little too convenient. Yeah, the timing is a bit suspicious, but okay. 
Yeah, like so he was waiting. He, he was waiting to for you to finish your song to die. <laughs> like okay, it's not a thing. Um, and one of the things that, except I mean, the only like case that I like believe of that happening is um, what's his name? Adam the notebook, from obviously. Survivor. Oh. No, Adam from Survivor, <laughs> like getting back, telling his mom that he's that he won, and then his mom dying like ten minutes later. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that there's stories of, like, people... That story who, like, is, like, incredible, if you haven't well, heard and that I, story. I've definitely heard of people, like, essentially, like, being able to, like, wait it without, like, for lack of a better term, like, like waiting until someone gets there sort of thing. Or, like, they, they you know, like, it just, like, yeah, almost kind of like like, you, couples that have been married for 70 years and then they die within, like, 10 minutes of each other. Yeah, I was gonna say ten minutes, like ten minutes of each other is weird, but like people who <laughs> die within like months of each other is like super, super common. Yeah. Um, but like in elderly people, but yeah, um, but yeah, like there's like kind of a thing that I there's definitely like a psychosomatic thing where like you can fight it out until like someone gets there if you, not if you really want to, and like there's obviously like certain situations where it's more possible than others, but yeah, um. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think he was, like, waiting for her to finish this, like, waiting to see the end of his song and then <laughs> kick the bucket. Also, like, he could have died halfway through and she just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's true. Um, so one of the things that, like, she says to her mom when she's, like, wanting to stay, I guess, one of the things she says is, That's what I do, Mom. I push people away. And I was like, okay, Jughead Jones. Like, <laughs> Like, it's not even push people away. You just, like, like... I'm a pusher. I push people. <laughs> You're a drug pusher. Um, she she just, like, makes up her mind and, like, has no... She, like, won't even... The thing that sucks about, like, her relationship with Will is, like, she won't even, like, listen to what, she ha- what he has to say. Like, people... Like, she hears from, like, a completely unreliable third party, like, what... Or, yeah, like, overhears is- a conversation, and then she's made up her mind. I don't want to hear what you have to say about it. Like, there's she nothing worse than, like, not... super stubborn and, like, super malleable. Well, yeah, there's just... There's nothing worse than, like not being able to explain yourself you know like there's very often a logical explanation for things and like there's a way to like communicate through issues with someone and like she is completely shut out to that and it's like that's not gonna get you very far but I digress cool did you read the last one or did I I did. Okay. So at Steve's funeral in the newly finished church, Ronnie decides that words cannot describe who her father was, and she shares the song she helped finish. As she sits down to play at the piano, a light streams in through the stained glass window onto her and the piano. After the service, Will tells Ronnie that he enjoyed the song because he comes into the funeral late, and I was like, wow, how dare you? Also seems like it's, like, pretty late, too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no. yeah, it's not like it started out with Ronnie, like, giving a eulogy. Like, no. usually there's, like, a bit to get to that. Yeah, usually, like, the preacher says something. I don't know. This yeah, seems like, like a good old, like, southern wedding. Like, you know there's a preacher there, like, talking for a minute. And well, and it, yeah, and it's, like, in a longer. church. And all, yeah, like, he shows up. Everybody is, like, sitting comfortably. He shows up a solid bit late. Ten and minutes like, then, at least. 
Yeah, and then walks to the find his parents in a crowded church. Like, no, you he's sit just, down in that last pew. Like, you yeah, cannot. like there's no hiding it. I'm here. I'm walking in. I'm sitting with my parents. It's brave. It's very like Jenna from Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, except she comes in. She like taps her little walking stick. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so he tells Ronnie. She usually has, like, someone with her, too. So, like, not yeah, even yeah. needed. Not The stick isn't even needed. <laughs> she comes in. Her guide dog starts barking. <laughs> no. In the middle of, uh, in the middle of Ronnie's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants There's to sing along. Um, so, yeah, Ronnie thanks him for coming, which is very nice of her. And then while she's packing up the house, she looks out to see Will standing on the beach Obviously, she's forgiven him, but, like, she hasn't called him. Like, I don't... Whatever. Um, She tells Will that she will be attending Juilliard the next semester, and he lets her know that he plans to transfer to Columbia to be with her. Yikes. Like, I still like how, after all of his, like, I'm not going to do what my parents told me to do, he still ended up going to Vanderbilt. Like, he did exactly what they wanted. What? Just for a year. Well, yeah, but I think it seemed like it was kind of like the semester, but um, I don't know. I wonder if those credits transfer. I'm sure Vanderbilt to Columbia, they transfer. Um, You never know. But, like, but yeah, it's like, you know, even, like, his whole point to her was, like, I'm my own person. Like, I'm not going to do, like, that's what they want me to do. That's not what I want to do. Exactly. But without you, I'm just going to do exactly like it's like you would be essentially like I have made no real impact on your life. You're still like if I'm not there, you're just basically the only reason why you're going to Columbia is to be with me. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe he would have anyway, but I don't know. Um, I personally can't think of literally anything else like that would be worse than speaking at a funeral. That's my nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that would be rough. Yeah, like, I, it doesn't matter whose funeral it is, I'm not talking. Yeah, yeah, I can't even think, like, uh, yeah, I I don't even the know, like, what. The funeral that I went to, like, a lot of people spoke, and I was just like, I can't even imagine. Was it for a younger or older person? Older. Okay. Yeah, most of the funerals that I've been to have been, like, Catholic mass funerals, so, like, there's not a lot of, like, stand-up and, like, eulogize sort of thing. It's more of, like, that doesn't happen. So... More, like, keep your emotions inside. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But in there, for, like, older people, I don't... I fortunately haven't really known anyone that I've been close to that's my age who's who's died, which is I mean, her dad isn't her age, but... Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, but also, like, she's pretty young, you know? Like, he's he's pretty young, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's still an untimely death. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so overall comments. Oh, um, you still had one last point to get to that you didn't say. Oh. Oh, (laughs) so, like, (laughs) this, yeah, um, don't get me wrong, this, like, piano piece is fine, but, like, really, when, like, all the string instruments and, like, realistically an entire orchestra like accompany it 
it's what really makes the song. Like, yeah. it makes it so much better. And it's like, all right, so are her piano skills, like, really that great? I'm just yeah. kind of questioning if they're, like, Juilliard worthy, but. I mean, it's also, I, considering she wrote the piece, like, that's pretty good. Um, well, like, her dad wrote most of it, but okay. Yeah, but she finished it. Yeah, but that, I mean, okay, she got a co-write. Okay. But, yeah, it's also, it sounds like nothing compared to the credit song, which is such a bop. Was it? It's a... Uh... When the wind... Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they never actually even sing that song in the movie. It's just the credit song. She plays song. it. That's the song that she plays on the piano yeah, but when like, she plays the piano for Will. Yeah, but it's, like, a funky version. Like, I wanted her to sing. Like, yeah. come on. Sing. She only sang She Will Be Loved. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also, Which like, is funny laugh out loud. Will. Yeah, like, I also, like, laugh out loud every time Oh, my God, I did not he... realize you had so many notes at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, well, part of them I've pretty much gotten there. Okay. Um, yeah, so, overall, I just thought that it was, like, really mediocre. And, like, it made me sad because, like, I really like romantic movies and, like, honestly don't hate the majority of Nicholas Sparks movies. But, like, this one just, like, didn't really... Like, on the rewatch, I, like, wasn't getting it. Like, I just wasn't... I wasn't enjoying it. Like, I really liked the sea turtles. Like, that was fun. I liked the good conservation uh, message throughout. And, like, the father-son relationship between Steve and Jonah was good. But, like, I don't know. Like, the whole... The Miley of it all wasn't great. And that made me really sad. No, she wasn't great. She didn't have a good character. And I, personally, I'm just appreciative of the fact that I feel like, as a culture, we've moved away from Nicholas Sparks, I think. Like, yeah. I, we're we're much more into, like, superheroes now than Nicholas yeah. Sparks. Yeah, yeah, And sure. there was a time yeah. when you were getting, like, Dear John and, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, what are other random ones, uh, you know. The Longest Ride? Yeah, The Longest Ride, and... Really liked know, that one. Other famous people movies that like I feel like just came out all in safe a row. Safe Haven? Yes, yeah, Safe Haven's definitely one of the ones that I was thinking of. And What's I the one just... with there's another one with Rachel McAdams, um, not the notebook, the other one. Um maybe I'm Time thinking Traveler's of... Wife? What are you thinking of? No. Actually I think I'm thinking of uh just a different part of um of Dear John. So never mind. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um but yeah, I don't know. The lucky one. Like, there's all these different the lucky one, yeah. movies that I feel like all came out very close together. And I feel like I'm just really glad that we have moved along as a culture. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm like, in, some of these I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen The Best of Me. Oh, I have seen The Best of Me. That one's not bad. Um, the girl from The Best of Me, the young one, is in Stuck in Love. Okay. Yeah, lots of crossover with uh <laughs> lots. Anyway, I've this, not seen this the choice. Uh, the choice. So let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so your character. The choice is probably one of the worst movie posters I've ever seen. Okay. Um, my character. I feel like keep an all eye of on. them look pretty much the same. I'm like, who even are no, these the people? Is like, the they're worst just one. The choice. Dear John is probably the best one. 
Oh my god, well, the, yeah. the movie poster for the choice in the last song are like exactly the same. I know. I was looking at them and I'm like, I can't. Maybe because I, I was looking at them and I'm and like, the I best can't of tell. Me. Those are all. Yeah, the same. I'm like, have I seen the best of me or have I seen the choice? I'm not really sure which one I've seen, but I've I just seen don't one like of them. that they're both wearing sunglasses in the movie poster for the choice. But anyway, yeah. Well, and there's a dog in the choice one, so I think it, I'm pretty Sorry, sure it's the best of me. And I just didn't. Uh, my character to keep an eye on are the sea turtles. Which they do. They really keep an eye on them. Yeah, truly. Um, and you and you do have to keep an eye on those sea turtles to protect them and save the planet. Um, so my character to keep an eye on is going to be Jonah. I think he's really cute. Um, I don't know if he's... I thought you might go with Will. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be too obvious. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I th- What's your rating? Well, um, okay, I just oh, would like to Can see where Jonah is you? now in his acting career. Um, I, I don't think very far. Yeah, you know what? You never know. Okay, so uh, my rating, uh, <laughs> I gave it a three. Okay, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Yeah, I grappled with that. So it's going to be a 2.75 overall. Not the best, but far from the worst. Not ideal. <laughs> Not super. Yeah, that's very true. It's not the worst movie that I've ever watched. Probably won't watch it again. But I will say, like, there was a time I tried to watch this movie one time, and I just didn't. I couldn't get through it. Yeah, it's right um, on part Bobby with Coleman, right on the actor who played Jonah, has not worked since 2013. So this movie shares equal ratings with Camp Rock and Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> Honestly, it does. Oh, and Miss Congeniality. <laughs> Yeah, fair. This is making me laugh. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so plugs. Go to tvtamp.com to find everything you need to find. Maybe I'll update it one of these days, but you never know. If you don't go, I won't know. You won't know if I've updated it. Um, rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It's super easy, and it really means a lot. And if I don't get a new review this week, I might quit. You never know. Um, and tell a friend. That helps us grow as well. And then maybe your friend will leave an iTunes review. So like, then it's a two-for-one. And then your friend tells a friend that it's three. Oh, my God. Multiplication. And then Olivia's uh, microphone stopped recording. So I'll let you know that next week we are going to be talking all about uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So just, you know, spooking it up a little in January. Um, that's, that's what you have to look forward to. So we will see you next week with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. In the meantime, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Miranda John Zun, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-H-N-Z-O-N. Olivia is at Mac is Cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is Cheesy. And then the show's Twitter and Instagram. I guess, uh, don't follow the Twitter. The Instagram is TVT Podcast. <laughs> and follow us on Instagram for um, lots of premium content. That's it. Um, we will see you next week with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Bye. Bye.